welcome to Red Gate and Wolf. We are a Monster of the Week RPG actual play podcast. I am your host and keeper, Sarah, and joining me today is Celeste. Hello, I am Celeste. I play Marie Redgate the Crooked. And Sean? Hello, I'm Sean. I'm playing Angus McRae, the Monstrous. And joining us today is another special guest, Ollie from Untitled Dice Game. Hey, I'm Ollie. You can find me over at OJWH Reviews, where I talk about films and TV and stuff, except not stuff currently I'm talking about Buffy and Angel and stuff like that. Hey, that's Monster of the Week related. Go check it out. I play a guest character this episode, currently unnamed. So, let's see. We ended the last mystery with the group being informed but that a body had been found in the river. So, Angus and Marie, what have you guys been doing since then, as it's been mm, a few days to a week since this event happened? Uh, Marie's been making deals, uh, making connections. Ah. And do you want to roleplay that out? Uh, I'm sure it would be interesting, too. So, your imp stone starts vibrating one day. Is that what they call it these days? <laughs> I mean, is that what you call it? It's your imp stone. I'm sorry, keep going. It just starts vibrating. What do you do? <laughs> Vibrates in your pocket. Is that better? So much worse. I suppose I will remove it from the pocket and just, you know, hold it in the palm of my hand. So it's vibrating insistently. And as it does this, it, I'm going to regret saying this, it rubs against your <laughs> hand and nicks you, uh, causing some blood to seep out of the wound and onto the stone, just like usually happens when you summon Steve. You rolled weird for me, please. It's a nine, which is a mixed success. Pick a glitch for me there for use magic. Bear with me for two seconds. I've never had to <laughs> read this before because Marie doesn't do magic. What are you talking about? This is what happens every time you summon Steve. Ah, that's right. The immediate unwelcome attention. That happened in a bathroom. This is true. How healthy are we? Are we fully healed? Would we have had time to... uh... Yeah, you guys are fully healed. Cool. In that case, I will take the one harm that ignores armor. Okay, there's a lot of blood. (laughs) Yeah, this imp stone is covered in blood and there's a sulfurous poof of smoke in the air as the little three-foot-tall red imp wearing a, a, a nice little calico-coated sweater vest and his little black-rimmed Harry Potter glasses stands in front of you looking up at you. Hi, Bath! <laughs> uh, hey, were you doing that with the stone? It was kind of annoying. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. It's just to annoy you that since you're a frequent customer and I've now accumulated five minutes, I have an offer to make you. I didn't realize this was like a loyalty card, but it hit me with this offer. So I can make you more charming and smarter if you want. Sorry, it's the voice. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. You guys have insisted on this one. Um, yeah, that sounds. How could I refuse that? Excellent! I just need you to read what's on this page. And he snaps his fingers and this ancient little book appears in his hands. And he holds it out to you and taps with one of his claws on a specific page. I read it out loud. And the moment you say the end of the last word, 
you feel this really bad this force in your chest kind of explode out of you as a bright light and you're left blinded for a moment you blink a few times and then standing behind steve you see now ollie here is where you tell us what your character looks like you see a male with a a slightly dirtied face uh, a black fringe shirt with white tassels covered by a dark duster and a white set on the top of their head. Is this where I say things? If you want to. Well, howdy there! <laughs> what am I seeing around me and in front of me, above me, below me, inside? Where did you decide to perform this summoning ritual here, um, Marie? Oh, I should probably point out that after um, Jack's left, he um, had left the honeymoon suite paid for for up to a month. So... Meadow gave you guys the key, and you can choose to have moved into the honeymoon suite. What is the layout of the honeymoon suite again? Whatever the fuck you want. That's fair. Big room, giant fireplace, a little bar, a spare bedroom, an ensuite. Oh, Sean doesn't know what an ensuite is. You can't use that word. (laughs) Probably would just be, like, in the, the living area. You know, she was just chilling, and then Steve decided to bug her. Could you explain to Ollie here what it, what it is that your character looks like? You see, sort of sitting on a couch, or lounging, not, not properly sitting, a petite woman, early to mid-twenties, you know, cargo pants, a bit baggy, a lot of layers on top, you know, tank tops and t-shirts, then like flannel, there's like a jacket on, a jean jacket, of course, short black hair, and... And she looks so confused. Just very confused. Steve's looking very happy with himself, and he says, There you go! You'll be smarter and more charming, and, um, you now share a soul! Bye! Did he say we share a cell? A soul. A soul. Oh, <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> well, this is quite an interesting turn of events. Who, what, who are you? Hi, my name's Friegel, Hendrix Friegel. Okay, um, Friegel, Hendrix, um, call you Freegs. Did, did he say that we share a a soul now? That's what I heard. Hmm, does that mean that you're gonna be just, like, here, like, for a while? Ah, I mean, I have no intentions of leaving, uh... Could be mighty fun to stay around and do some stuff, I guess. Uh, why? You not want me here already? <laughs> already getting tired of me? We only just met. I'm offended. Hendrix goes to walk out. What time of day is it? What time of day would you like it to be? Uh, what time of day was I summoned? Mary, I'm going to pass the decision-making off to you. <laughs> Late afternoon. Yeah, okay, that works. Uh, yeah, Hendrix goes to leave. Can you run his description by me again? He looks like normal, right? Uh, depends how you define normal. He looks uh, like black fringe shirt with white tassels covered by a dark duster and a white stetson. He looks like a cowboy. A human-looking cowboy. Oh! Human anatomy. Oh. Right? He, well, see, that's, it depends how you define normal in these days. But yes, human anatomy. As far as you can see. I mean, <laughs> you never know. No, I think Marie's just going to watch him go. Just slack-jawed. 
and Hendrix exited the podcast. <laughs> he exits the room, finds some stairs, heads on down, and finds himself in a open bar that is playing Jimi Hendrix music, has a couple of customers in the far corner, and a 20-something-looking blonde woman in a white flowy dress, barefoot, flowers in her hair, just dancing around with herself. Uh, a bar was exactly what he was looking for. He wasn't expecting to go straight downstairs and find it. So Hendrix would go up to the bar. Meadows snaps to attention as she notices there's a customer and she comes skipping on over. She stops before she reaches the bar and heads straight for you. Her nostrils flaring as she leans in close. You smell like a demon. Are you a demon? I I think uh, I like step back a little, like a bit confused. Can someone get this woman off me? I mean, Angus can if he wants. Was I able to turn back into a human yet? I would say you've had a week to do it. It happened eventually. Outstanding. Angus would have been downstairs then, giving Marie her private time with her vibrating rock. Sees the exchange, it kind of sidles over to uh, Meadow and the stereotypical cowboy. What seems to be the problem? This woman is pulling all kind of accusations against me and getting all up in my face. He kind of smells like sulfur. I had sulfur for breakfast. Is that what you want to know? I'm kidding. That was a joke. Maybe you should cook better eggs. Uh, sure, lady. I'm just trying to get a drink here. Ah, what would you like? And she skips around the bar. Well, I didn't do my research. What do people have in Western times? (laughs) Whiskey. Whiskey? Whiskey? I would like some whiskey, please. Okay. Angus, you want a drink? No, I think I'll be fine. Okay. And she goes about pouring your drink. And you are my friend, looking at Angus. My name's Meadow, and this is the Watchtard. Oh, you were talking to him. Sorry. Yeah, uh, as I was saying, or as you were saying. My name's Angus. You'll have to excuse Meadow. She's a bit, he just kind of gives Meadow a strange look. Strange, yeah, I, I can tell. Uh, my name's Hendrix. Hendrix? Like the town? The, which, which town? The town you're in. They named the town after me? Oh, this is just the best. No, we named it after Jimi Hendrix. Jimi who now? Only the best musician ever. You're listening to his music. Music? You named it after a musician? I am the best gunslinger in the whole damn... I mean, anywhere. Why, why name it after someone worth naming it after? You hear? She takes your whiskey away. Uh. And just gives it to another customer. Goes back to dancing. What? what? I'm not paying for that. I'm sure she wouldn't expect you to. You didn't drink it. You'll have to excuse her. Like I said, she's a bit peculiar. Hmm. One more for it. Damn rude, if I ask me. I say very loudly so she can hear. She just twirls. Where did you say you're from? Haven't seen you in this area. You know, I can't quite remember. My head's a little bit fuzzy right now. Uh, I mean, I, I woke up a moment ago here. So uh, for now, I'm from here. Oh, I? Hendrix from Hendrix. Uh, sure. 
Sure, but let's pretend that the name after me, not named after this musician. Uh, where are you from? You can say I'm from all sorts of places. Here, there. Nice and vague on both ends. I like it. Well, I guess I'm going to find another bar now. Um, see you later? I don't know, unless you want to join, that's fine too. I think you'll be hard-pressed. It's quite a small town. Damn. Hey, uh, bar lady, you know what? Uh, that musician's actually not too bad, now that I hear his, hear his music a little bit more. She kind of sidles on over and she's like, Ah, oh, well, if you like that, then you'll like the song that's up next. Yeah, yeah, love it. Great. Can, can I have a drink? Sure. But first we have to dance. And she drags you off onto the empty dance floor and starts dancing around you. Hendrix gets pulled away. I think there's probably a moment of what the hell is this person doing? Uh, and then he just decides to go with it. You know, screw it. Hendrix begins to dance. Can I roll to see how well I dance? <laughs> what would you roll? I mean, it feels like a cool roll. Sure. Roll cool. I roll amazingly. 13, everybody. Wow, I wasted a 13 on that. Meadow is totally into it, and you guys dance up a storm. You definitely earned yourself a whiskey after that. I wish I hadn't rolled. How did I waste a 13 on that? <laughs> I'm just impressed. You're too cool. And Meadow just will not leave you alone. But you do get your drink. Wonderful. Marie would wander down after a few minutes, and... Is Angus still at the bar? Does he move to a booth? What's, what's Angus doing? Angus is just leaning against the bar, just uh, taking in the scene of uh, Hendrix dancing with Meadow, with a bemused expression on his face. Okay, Maria will walk over. Uh, Angus, um, you know the cowboy? Why? He came out of my rock. I'm sorry, he what? I know, but you know the rock that Jax wanted. Um, I still have it. And that man came out of the rock. The rock? Yeah. What's interesting? He did say he just arrived, he woke up here. It's an interesting character. He is. Maria, look over at the dance floor. He's actually, like, not half bad at dancing. Why? If you're into that. So, what happened that he came out of this rock? Okay, well, I was just, you know, I was was chilling, and then... I have the rock in my pocket, you know, where I have it, and it just starts buzzing. You know, I had to look. Like, rocks don't normally just, like, move. Angus is just staring at Marie. I I had to, you know, take it out of the pocket and look at it, and, you know, it's, like, bouncing all around on my hand, and I cut my hand pretty deep, actually, and I'll, like, put my hand in his face. Ah! Uh, yeah, and then... Steve was there in his cute sweater, like always. Uh, always very fashionable, that Steve. Anyways, he gave me this book to read, and I read it, and then Cowboy. There was a lot to take in, but it, let's, let's fix his hand before he gets all over the place. And he kind of just grabs Marie by the wrist and drags her behind the bar, presumably where the, uh, the enormous magical medical bag that tends to be hidden. The first aid kit, yes. Kind of nonchalantly opens it up and starts tending to her wound. So let me get this straight. This is the rock that Steve comes out of. He gave you a book to read, which, naturally, who wouldn't read a strange book that an imp gives you, just randomly, and then this cowboy appeared? Yeah, um, th- there was something else that uh, Steve said, 
uh, right before he left, which was really cool and not really concerning at all. And, you know, he said that, you know, me and Cowboy Man, we share uh, a soul now. Oh, my goodness. I, we need to establish some ground rules. You don't read strange books. All books are strange if you think about it the right way. Right, that's fair. You don't read strange books given to you by an imp. Hmm. That's probably, that's probably a good life lesson. I, anything could happen. You raise some evil god or something. I don't know. I've, I've heard that only happens when you, like, destroy magical seals that have been in place for centuries. Um. I like the idea that you say an evil god or something, then look over and it's just, like, the cheesiest dance ever. Uh, Angus finishes bandaging up uh, Marie's hand. Just kind of looks at her. So what, what is this about uh, sharing a soul? Did you at least get some kind of explanation? Not really, no. Just sort of, it all happened really quick. You know, it more happened to me. I wasn't really an active participant in it. Sounds like you were fairly active in that. Did you at least talk to Mr. Fancy Pants over there? Uh, enough to know that his name's Freegs or something. Oh, his name's Hendrix. I feel like that name's cursed. Or fairly popular. It's not popular. Angus kind of stands up from where he was and kind of looks over at Hendrix. Oi, cowboy. Yeah? Come here for a minute. Well, sure. Uh, Hendrix walks over. Have a seat for a second. I can do that. Not to pry, but it seems my associate here and you are somehow now related. Uh, on a solial level, I, I hear that is the case. You can't explain? Uh, no. I don't actually know. Angus kind of looks bewildered between Hendrix and Marie. So, this is interesting. One thing I know, I, I mean, first thing I know, I, I was riding my horse. Uh, wait, where's my horse? And then I just woke up here. I'm sure I had a horse. You're riding your horse. Hendrix, what year is it? Uh, the year is 1845. Angus looks pointedly at Marie. Oh, that's, uh, that's weird. I, I think I need to make a phone call. A phone call? Why, Marie, why don't you uh, keep Hendrix here company? Well, if, if you insist. Well, she does. She does. I did seem to wake up in some kind of, like, rose petal room or something. I'm just saying. Wait, what What are you trying to say there? Well, I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just pointing out. I appear to have been summoned in this room for two. Now, I'm not saying I'm not interested. I'm just saying a little forward. Look, you know, I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're great and all. I am. The best gunslinger in the whole Hendrix. I don't know this place. Might not be right on that one. That's not happening. What? What's not happening? Whatever you were were thinking. The gun shooting? In a sense. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's fine. I I wasn't the one summoning you for cute cozy time. Okay. Keep saying you were summoned. Well, that's the sense I got. Uh, you seem to have pulled me here, or some. I did no such thing. So you were some too? Kind of. It's a long story, and I'll go through the whole story of, you know, just passing through, and then, you know, Sean, or Angus got us into a car crash. And now we're kind of stuck here until Meadow, um, evil, Hendrix removed from, uh, what did she say? Jocelyn. That's exactly what she said. There's a lot of evils like chocolates or something. 
Well, that was quite the tale. Angus, please be done with your phone call. Do you want to have your phone call now, Angus? Yes. I assume you're calling your employer, Mr. Ephraim. Yes, that guy. Okay. Ring, 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 ring. Uh, hello, Angus, my boy. What is it I can do for you today? Good afternoon, Mr. Ephraim. I have a curious quandary here in Hendrix. Oh? Oh, aye. It seems Miss Redgate has somehow become entangled. This other random person from the 1800s was somehow summoned, and they now share a soul. Have you ever heard of anything like this before? Oh, Miss Redgate is a summoner? Curious. There appears to be more to it than just that. Seems she's kind of a victim of fate. Hmm. Has she said anything else about what transpired? She read from some mysterious book, and this book was given to her by an imp, which she summons from a vibrating stone. Fascinating. Well, I can't really say off the top of my head, but I could certainly have my assistant look into it and get back to you. Aye, that'd be great. Kind of concerned as to why this happened now, of all times. It seems this town of Hendrix, which ironically is this fellow's name, is uh, quite a hot bit of activity. Oh? Well, yes, I've also been looking into that. Do you want to roll the investigator mystery to get any answers here he may have for you? Ah, a six. A failure. How about you tell him about the issues you're having with your transformation process? I had another question, something that's rather concerning as well. Recently, I've been having some trouble shifting between my forms. Oh? Why? It doesn't seem to go as I want it to. Try and shift it to one form, and end up in the complete opposite. And then it's quite a hassle to change back to anything. I was stuck as my wolf form for four days. Well, I imagine that was uh, quite a pickle. I guess it depends on your perspective. What have you been a- able to open doors and all? <laughs> I, it was very degrading. Marie had to let me in and out. Hmm. Well, I'll uh, ask around some of your uh, peers here and see if they have had any experience with this. Aye, if you can, sooner than later. Right, right, of course, boy, of course, boy. Well, if that's all... Make sure to be on the eye and the lookout for any interesting specimens for my collection. Oh, I, I think this, like this gunslinger from 1800 is an interesting individual. But I'll get back to you on that. Would his name uh, assist you in the research? Well, you did say he was named Hendrix. Oh, I, Hendrix Friegel. Friegel, okay. Well, if that's all, my boy, I'll, uh, I'm late for tea. Toodaloo. And he hangs up. Sorry, was that going to be British the whole time? I, I don't even try. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. I can't do accents, you may have noticed. Angus rejoined the group, and you guys had dinner. So Hendrix got, probably got through multiple drinks in, in the process of this story. The TV got turned on at some point. The TV that's on top of the bar got turned on at some point, and the local news comes up, and the announcer says, Oh, this just in, some disturbing news from small town uh, Hendrix. It seems a teenage girl has murdered her entire family tonight. Police have the suspect in custody, but she is non-responsive and has been sent to Joplin Hospital for treatment. Oh my god, you can summon pictures onto your, like, wall? That's some crazy stuff. We have so much to catch up on. Yes, please. 
Does the the news broadcast give any name or anything? Uh, let's just go with Johnson, the Johnson family. The Johnsons. <laughs> I'm sorry. On on brand. And that that wasn't Nikita's family, right? No, it wasn't Nikita's family. But have the reporter go on to say that witnesses report that a chainsaw was used by the alleged murderer? She ruthlessly cut down her entire family. It was something straight out of a slasher film that's been reported. Now, over in Joplin, the weather today is... Story obviously changes. Why is there always something random like that occurs in this town? You can tell the weather to art. This is fascinating. All right. Welcome to the 21st century. Oh, yeah. Is, is Freaks, like, not put off at all by the sudden change in fashions? I mean, Angus is wearing a kilt, I mean. That's fair. I think, sure, that probably would have come up at some point. I think they've, they've been taking a little bit of it in their stride, suddenly appearing and then seeing an imp. You know, that's, that's fair. <laughs> you see an imp, you start to get your priorities in order. But, I mean, also, the clothing being less layered would probably have been part of his thought process in... Except for Marie. Wait, how, much, how many layers is Marie wearing? There's a lot of layers, but they're not floofy layers. Oh. Well, never mind. That was going to contradict what I was going to say. An undetermined amount of layers. Well, Jake's knows. <laughs> but did he ever really get them all off? <laughs> Bro, he had a lot of, lost a lot of blood. Oh my goodness. <laughs> a lot of effort there. Um, wow. Meadow is also not, we're not wearing that much. It's basically barefoot and that flowing white dress. And, of course, the flowers. Of course. So I guess you might think she's running around like a child in a nightdress. So, Hendrix, what was the name of the town where you came from? Oh, boy. Uh, something I should have thought about before the session. <laughs> uh, oh, no, we're asking to make stuff up on the spot. Ah! Oh, it's names. Uh, um, <laughs> you know what? I can't quite remember at this time. Everything's all jumbled in my head. Yeah, you, you've had a rough day. It's totally been interesting so far. Where is my horse? We can have that talk a little later. Um, hey, Meadow. I'll flag her over. Yeah? Did you know the Johnsons? Oh, you mean the ones on the TV? Uh, yeah, those ones. No, I don't think so. But Deputy Meadow might. That sounds like a great idea. Oh, anyone else? Let's talk to Deputy Mather. Would Joel know? No, it's, I'm sure. I'm sure Joel would know. He's a mechanic. He probably had to deal with everyone in town, right? Aye, I'm sure he's very into working with the Johnsons. <laughs> Sean. What? Sure, they have a vehicle and he fixes it. Yes, that was definitely your intention with that. Well, what? <laughs> I mean, maybe. But I don't know where Joel is. Like he's left home? I don't know. He just said he had things to do. And he had, like, a big backpack. Well, that seems somewhat ominous. Does he usually take trips like that? I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Well, thank you for that uh, information, Meadow. You're welcome. And she uh, skips on off. Right, what do you guys want to do? 
it's late, right? Yeah, it's after dinner. The news has happened. All right. I'll probably go to bed. Stick Cowboy Man in. Do, do we put him in the, the original room that we had rented? I don't know. Are you still paying for that original room, or are you just using the free room? Probably not. Do you have a whole house? I, I'm, there are entire houses in, in the town, yes. I, I, no, Hendrix, no, no. Let, let me, oh, goodness. We, prostitution has become illegal. What? What kind of backwards country did I come back to? I guess just kind of size. I, whatever could they be thinking? I mean, this needs to, who do I write to? You can write. Uh, I mean, no, but I mean, when I say write, I mean, hire someone to write it for me. How do you know they're going to write, you know, what you tell them to? It's a thing we did way back when. Back in my day. <laughs> yeah, but they could just say, like, whatever they want. Well, they could, but you know, this part of the trust we had. Not everyone was backstabbing each other. If someone wanted to kill someone, you, you do it in, like, face to face. Sounds like a good way to get arrested. Well. Uh, on occasion. Uh, much has changed since your time. You know, I'm sure Meadow would, would bunk with you. Just ask her. I think it might be safer for him to stay in our room. We have that spare bedroom he could use. You know what, Meadow? Yeah? Are you seeing anybody? Define seeing. Are you betrothed? Are you yet betrothed? Not that I know of. I need a bed for the night. Uh, one that's warm and, and cozy and nice. Uh, you interested? Roll to manipulate. Yeah, she's so impressed by the dancing. Oh, damn it. Okay. Does that give him advantage or something? Yeah, I go 13. She liked me. <laughs> yeah, plus one forward then because of the dancing. 11. <laughs> she just jumps into your arms. Oh. Bye, guys. <laughs> Hendrix goes upstairs. And off you guys trot up to bed to, as they say back then, knock boots. <clears throat> Not that Meadow has boots, but sure. Angus kind of looks at Marie with a amused expression. Do you think it'll be okay? What's the worst that could happen? Do you really want to ask that? I mean, he's shedding half your soul. It's almost, almost like you're going up there with her. Eh, could be worse. Angus just gives Marie an astonished look. What? She's cute. Learn something new every day. <laughs> and we go to bed. Separately. Oh, God, yes. Separately. The next morning. Angus comes out of the uh, spare bedroom. He comes out, Joe will be so happy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Exits the spare bedroom as Marie exited her chamber. But I don't approve of this phrasing, but yes. Bed chamber. Yeah, I'm not really sure how else to take that, but okay. Bonne Marie. Hey. So I've been thinking about your friend Hendrix. I don't think we should let him stray too far. Especially if he's shedding half your soul. I think uh, I think that could be a problem. Been thinking about freaks? You trying to make Joel jealous? I think it just kind of gives her a look of long-suffering. This town has already got a lot of things going on. I mean, look at the, the telly. They had a murder. A teenage girl cut up a family with a chainsaw. Allegedly. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, kind of fucked up. Why? Oh, also, I've missed the effort I'm looking into 
the whole business with Hendrix as well, the person at the town. He is looking at the town as well. But then I figure out what it was that happened that's apparently split your soul. You know, I'm not really even sure that my soul is split. Like, I don't feel any different, really. You did feel like you had a restless, but somehow really enjoyable sleep. Oh. <laughs> hmm. In that case, I retract my previous statement. Uh, yeah, maybe it'd be best not to have them wander, you know, into harm's way. That might not be as enjoyable. In the meantime, Meadow did say something about cleansing the evil from this town. Perhaps we should look into, quietly mind, this event at the Johnsons. While this is going on, Hendrix Fregel has awakened. Hendrix, what are you doing? Well, asking first person he sees when he goes downstairs what they know about uh, the Johnsons. You head downstairs and Meadow was already out before you and she's at the bar serving a person in uniform, a tall, lanky man, all arms and legs. He's seated at the bar. Well, hello there, uh, Hendrix Fregel. Uh, what do you know about the Johnsons? Deputy Mater turns to him and he blinks and he's like, Well, uh, howdy. Um, who, who might you be? I just said my name was Hendrix Fregel. Oh. That's a a strange name, and why do you smell like... And he gives a little sniff from a distance. Burnt sage. Why is with you people in this town and names of things that I smell like? Why are you people sniffing people in this age? Weird. Meadow chimes up from behind the bar and she says, Oh, I cleansed him last night. It's what that bush with the smoke was all about. You what? You cleansed me? I did not ask to be cleansed. I was not unclean. What did you do to me exactly? If you have to ask, probably an older No, no, I, I remember all the, the act, but the cleansing wasn't anything supernatural, was it? Well, you still smelled like sulfur, so I just cleansed your aura. Uh... Uh, just ignore her. She's uh, a little bit, um, she's, um, um, uh, what do you call it? A, a Wiccan? Right. Well, uh, as I was saying, do you know anything about the Johnsons? Do, uh, do you, uh, know anything about the Johnsons? I, I believe I asked first. Do you know anything about the Johnsons? Do you know anything about the Johnsons? Now, I believe that I was <laughs> Can this go on for a while and then Angus and Marie walk down to it? Yeah, that would probably be best. So down walk, Marie and Angus. No, you do it first. <laughs> oh, look, Marie. It seems your friend found your other friend. Deputy Mater stands up as soon as he sees Marie and he rushes over and he says, Oh, uh, morning, Miss R- Marie. Are you available for our date tonight? Angus chuckles and kind of quietly sidles away. Hey, Craig. You know, uh, I don't know how to break this to you, but um, see that that guy over there, uh, Freaks. Uh, y- yes, yes, Miss Murray. Uh, he said his name was uh Hendrix Freegal. Yeah. Um, I I I don't really fully know how it happened, but uh, turns out you know, kind of soulmates. Um, um, and he's just looking between the two of you. And his shoulders slump again, and he's like, ah, oh, ah. Uh. 
Hamido just pours a drink in and pushes it into his hand and he turns away, looks over his shoulder at Marie with that kicked puppy dog look and saunters back slowly to the bar, dragging his feet. Right. Uh, hey, Angus, I'm going to uh, leave for uh, a bit. I think it's probably best to give him some space after that. Oh, hi. You didn't want to go in and finish the kill? You know, it's always good to keep your options open. I'll walk out of the bar. Just get on the bike and just ride around. That would be Jax's motorbike. So it's my motorbike now. Meadow tentatively pat Mater on the head. Oh, it seems like one tragedy follows another eye. First this business with the Johnsons, and now this. Oh, oh y- yes, sir. It's ma- mighty tragic. And her poor daughter. She brought to the hospital in Joplin, was it? I think you need to roll for something because your associate just kicked this guy in the teeth. So he's distracted and I'm just... So let's see. Uh, Manipulate or investigate a mystery. I think you could probably get away with either here depending on on what what kind of answers you want. And remember, if you investigate a mystery, I can only answer what Mater might know. That's fine. I'll use Manipulate. Okay. Any bonuses? No. Because remember, for a while there, he thought you and Marie were a thing. Gross. Wow, I'm I'm doing awesome today. That'll be a three. A failure. Well, um, um, I think you you were too interested in in what's happened with the the Johnson family. I think you should uh, kindly step step off, sir. Oh, just sitting at the bar gossiping. It was on the news after all. Figured you might have some know-how. You have an important position here. What what happened to that family is 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 tragic and and it should not be gossiped about, sir. I, I should I should ask you to refrain from discussing it. And you too. And he jabs a finger into Hendrix Fregel's chest and he says, "You you you are just. I should be I should be taking you you strange strange person in, into the into the sheriff's." The office and and questioning you about what your interest in the Johnsons. Aye, except he has an alibi. Oh. Aye, he, Marie, and I were here at the time, eating supper. Eat, eating eating supper is that is that some kind of euphemism? What what the what is it? I don't even want to know what three of you were up to. When he just grabs his hat and he storms out of the tavern. Angus kind of grins wolfishly, of course. Well, I think that went well. I was I was beating him down for a while, but he wouldn't give. Uh, we'll have better luck with someone else, I think. Someone with with more stature. Well, he implied he wasn't the sheriff, so maybe you should go straight to the sheriff. I don't think that's such a great idea. Not quite something we do now. Go straight to the. Uh, well, why not? Let's just say there's a bit of decorum involved. I don't understand what 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 you mean decorum. It's not a matter that we conduct business now. Well, I'm not suggesting that the sheriff be the one to solve the problem. Like when we find the people responsible, well, we can challenge them to a death match. That's all fine. But I just want to find out whatever we can, and the sheriff might be the one in the know. I find that patience is always better on the hunt. That's weak man's talk. And Hendrix goes to leave. Angus just sighs and kind of follows after him. Hendrix, I'm pretty sure this is not a good idea. What, leaving the, the building? Oh, I just assumed you were going to go down to the sheriff's office and try to talk to him. Oh, no, I, I understood your point. Sorry, was that not clear there? Oh, yeah, crystal clear. 
I'll accompany you. I'll show you around this town. Well, that's mighty kind of you. Oh, you said a company. I, I just had visions from last night. You know she cleansed me. Did did she know? She's very peculiar woman. That's, that's everyone keeps telling me. Not half bad in bed though. I have to say. Okay. Well, here. Let's go down to the uh, mechanic shop. I'll show you that. Maybe some marvels you'll see. Uh, we appreciate that. So you guys step out the door and... What do I see? The slightly bustling main street of Hendrix as people were walking past, some riding bicycles. There's a couple of cars drive past. Probably things you've never seen before. For reference, I keep having to Google things to see when they were invented. Uh, why are the carriages not being pulled by horses? Well, you can think of them as horseless carriages. Does your time have a thing against horses? Let's just say they're not permanent anymore. Not exactly an effective mode of transportation. Hmm. Um, I beg to differ. My, ho- my horse is great. Uh, I- I- I'll find it at some point. I'm sure you will. Say, if if my soul is tied to your friend, do you think the horse, horse is in any way linked to that? Because if the horse were Sermon 2, then would it be a three-way link? Uh... I'm asking in character. You don't have to provide any answers. That I don't know. It's uh, certainly an interesting quandary. I associate Marie more with an ass than a horse. Or what if, say, the, the Sermon in or whatever took me out of my time, what if I happened to have a fly on my shoulder? Would my soul then be combined with the fly as well? And what if it was a real, real unwashed day, and there were a bunch of flies? Would all our souls be linked? I'm going to have to, to get, ask out to get that uh, thing back. What did it look like? It was a three-foot-tall, red-skinned person, and it's wearing clothes and glasses, the nearest you can equate it to. Hmm. Aye. I think that would be best, but in due time. And in the meantime, we that's kind of a strange thing we don't really talk about in mixed company, if you know what I mean. Uh, what, what, which part? The, the, the small red creatures? Are they a taboo? Something like that. Uh, I will avoid those red creature topics. All right, Marie, where have you gone? I would like to go to... Uh the church to see Father Barry? Father Barry? You head off to Stratos End Church to see Father Barry early in the morning, but he has his shingle out. The doors are wide open to the public. I'll go inside after parking my bike. Father Barry is uh, tidying up the altar as you approach. Uh, Howdy, uh, Murray, was it? Sure is. Uh, Barry, right? Father Barry. Do you prefer just Barry? Do you prefer Father Father Barry? What is it that makes you feel more comfortable? All right, Barry. I have an odd question for you. Yes, God is always watching. <laughs> Sorry, it's just, just a joke. Please continue. That's not reassuring. Uh, let's say that there's, you know, a little imp, a little devil, if you will. And said thing makes a person appear and says that our souls are tied together. Does that sound like something that you could help with? For a moment there, 
I thought I knew where that was going. The, the little devil sitting on your shoulder and the angel on the other one, but you kind of lost me about the linked souls part of your question. I guess another way to put it, um, do you offer uh, exorcisms or anything of the, 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 the like? The church's official stance on exorcisms is that we don't do them. They tend to do more harm than good for those being exercised. Could you tell me a little bit more about uh, what your predicament is exactly? Maybe I could offer some religious counsel in- instead? Well, let's just say, you know, I took a deal from the little devil I had uh, previously mentioned, and there's a, a man at the... Watchtower Tavern from 1845, and, you know, before the little devil went poof, he said that our souls are kind of, you know, connected or something. Can you roll to manipulate, please? What? What, does he think I'm crazy? This is a perfectly normal question. (laughs) That's a nine, which is a mixed success. They'll help you, but only if you do something for them right now to show that you... Oh, boy. Um, don't go there, Sean. I don't like phrasing. Dare I ask, what is it you're going to do to show him you're not crazy, I guess? Okay, I'll, I'll see he's like, he's got that skept- skeptical look on his face, and I'll just put my hand out and be like, okay, okay hold on, one, one second. And I pull out the stone and I want to activate it. Use magic as the rough part of the stone scratches your already injured hand, drawing a little bit of blood. Fucking goddamn, that's a four. It's a failure. Would you like to take that fail and experience, or would you like to spend another luck point? Oh, that's get up to a seven to actually work. Oh, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll use luck. Okay, so you expend luck. A little. Three foot tall, red skinned imp in a this time a, a purple angora sweater vest with his standard Harry Potter rimmed glasses appears in between you and Father Barry. Hi, boss. Why are we in a church? Hey, Steve. Don't, don't, don't ask questions. You don't need to know. Father Barry, for his part, blinks once, looks down at Steve, looks up at you, and he says. Well, you weren't joking when you said a little devil. All right, there's no need to be rude. Like, he's, he's adorable. Look at him. I pick Steve up and put it in my pocket, front pocket. Three foot tall. Yeah, guys, I can fit guns in my pockets. This is imagination. Okay. Oh, it's warm in here. No, okay, I take, I take it all back. We cut that out. So, what is this about sharing a soul with a man from the 1800s? Yeah, uh, Freaks. He's. I don't really know. Steve, is there a way to, like, break this? I should have asked you first. Huh? The guy who. I, we share a soul now? Is, uh, is there a way to unshare that? Um, well, you could die. Or I suppose he could die. And then you'd die. And then your soul would be one again. But we'd both be dead, okay? Thank you, Steve. Uh, Dismiss him. Poof. 
Father Barry just wafts his hand through the sulfurous smoke. Well, he was something. Yeah, so um, any, any advice? Uh, do I need to do, like, Hail Mary's? Is that sort of a is this Catholic church? Or? We're more of a all-faiths church here, Marie. Um, I think you would need a lot more than Hail Mary's to get yourself out of this situation. Um, perhaps stop dealing with Steve? Is that what you called him? That's what he called himself, I think. Uh-huh. Crafty little devil, that one. Seems to have uh, ensnared you in his deals quite well. I'm actually a little impressed. Yeah, you see, the thing is, uh, he's actually, like, really helpful. Like, he's been way more helpful than you are right now. Well, on the one hand, you've in- insulted me deeply, Marie, but on the other hand, devils do like to ingratiate themselves into your lives and make it very hard for you to entangle yourself from them. It's usually how they end up claiming all of your soul, although it looks like he's only claimed half of it and given it to someone else at this stage. Would that mean that uh, Freaks, would he have made another deal, do you think? Who would have? You think, oh, well, I, I don't know. How exactly was this person summoned? Uh, the Rock was buzzing, picked it up, Steve showed up, gave me a book. I read the book. Uh, man, just poof, right in front of me. Right. Well, I suggest you go back to that book and see if it has your answer. I could possibly help if you could provide me with the book. I don't think I can provide him with the book, can I? I don't know what happened to that book. Uh, you know, Barry, how about I get back to you on that? Okay. And I must say, until you produce this, Steve, I was wondering a little bit about your um, mental stability. But, um, hmm, you were giving me a, a lot to think about. Happy to um, help, I guess. My door is always open to you, especially if you have any other um, interactions similar to this. I could provide... Uh, my religious uh, expertise. Keep that in mind. Uh, uh, bye. Uh, one more thing, Marie. I recommend you keep Steve in your pocket in public. Might not want to cause a panic. Well, duh. I had to make you believe me. Roll my eyes, Leaf. Angus leads Hendrix through Hendrix to. Voodoo Mechanics, which is closed currently. Well, it appears the mechanics shop is closed currently. Anything posted on the uh, doors, windows, so on and so forth. Yeah, there's just one of those little notes. Be back tomorrow. Hendrix has just been taking that in along this time. Hasn't paid attention to the fact that we've arrived and that it's closed. Oh, we're here. Hi, we've arrived. It's closed. Goes to show that... uh, that guy's name, I can't remember. Joel. Joel has not arrived back yet. Find it interesting that he suddenly takes off when certain things happen. Now, this is a, a, a carriage building place, right? Why? Well, it seems to me uh, that this here proves the reliability of horses by comparison. Horses don't need mechanical advances like this. 
Aye, that's true. Perhaps we can go round back. I can show you some of the cars that might be here. Well, sure. The uh, Angus kind of looks around and just kind of starts walking behind the building, examining the garage area and just kind of walking around, seeing if there's an opening or anything to get in. Well, there's a door. It's closed. I open the door. You open the door just as Joel is opening the door from the other side. Ah, hey, Angus. I, uh, just go back. What's, uh, what's up? Kind of looks shiftily around. Oh. I was just wondering to see if my truck was done yet. Right, he was fixing the truck. Yeah, he was. Oh, um, yeah, that, that part still isn't turned up from Joplin. Um, I was going to call them up this afternoon and um, um, yell at them. Why? Middle of said you'd gone off. A bit of a jaunt. How'd that go? Oh, yeah, just, just you know, um, a hike for uh, a couple of days in the mountains, stretch my legs. Hmm. They eat the balance of yourself, then? Yeah, just just me. I uh, often, you know, just to get away. Um, who's your friend? Cosplaying? Freegal Hendrix Freegal. Pleasure to meet you. Freegal Hendrix Freegal. Nice tassels. Freegal Hendrix Freegal. Well, just Hen- Hendrix Freegal. Well, thank you very much. I haven't been complimented on them thus far, but uh, I-, I appreciate it. Hi. He's an associate. He just... Popped in for the night. For the night? Oh. Is it you personally that's responsible for the, the hearth adage in this land? What, what, did, what did he say? I'm not even sure myself. Is it you personally that is responsible for the hearth adage in this town? Where are the horses? Um, well, there's um, a, a ranch. Um... Just out of town. If, there is. If you're interested in horses, yeah. Where, what's the name of this ranch? The Johnson Ranch. The Johnsons? Well, isn't that mighty convenient? Uh, and where was it you said you were hiking? Oh, in the mountains. Yeah, down to just south of the... And he leans out the door and he points off to the mountains that are south of the, of the town. And, and which way is the ranch? Oh, uh, just uh, east. Hmm. Not too far from the highway. Um, why does he smell like sage? Why do people keep sniffing me, guy? Can you explain this? Everyone's sniffing me. I'm not actively sniffing. It's just, it's wafting. It's almost like you've been fumigated. I had a cleanse last night. I spent some time with Meadow last night. We're all staying at the watchtower. I don't need to know anything else about... What he and my sister have been up to, thank you very much. There was nothing unfounded. Don't you worry. Before we get down that road, you wanted to see the horses, did you not? I, I mean, I was happy to, to wait. What is the equivalent of an insight check into uh, some suspicion towards the person who's been out of town? Can I get any reading on them? You could investigate a mystery. Well, sure, we'll try rolling that. Probably won't roll too well. You've rolled well so far. Five. Yeah, that's cool. Well, you can either ask me something and I'll tell you something completely made up. Not that all of this isn't made up. Or I could give you the miss option, which is the hunter reveals some information to the monster or whoever they are talking. So I can ask you questions. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll go with what is being concealed here. 
Okay, so while Angus is busy talking to this new person, you are peering over their shoulders into the cavernous garage beyond them, and you think you catch sight of a kind of a floating ghost-like orb thing the size of a fist just kind of zips this way and that before disappearing as it hits a wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you not... Did you see that? I, I semi-subtly nudge and say, whispering, probably not too subtly. See what? There was an orb. An orb? I don't know how to say things anymore. Kind of gives Hendrix a, uh, an odd look. Kind of peers into where he was uh, looking at. Kind of gives a subtle shake of his head back at Hendrix. Well, probably nothing. Uh, a horse would be nice, yeah. But uh, this Johnson's thing does seem to be need to be sorted out sooner rather than later. Well, if that's it, I've I've got to go, Angus. Um, say hi to Marie. N- nice to meet you. Bye. And then he just shuts the door in your guys' faces. Angus and backing and kind of at a slow, quick pace away from the um, mechanic shop and then towards the east. What did you see? I saw a ghostly orb thing. And what was your take on Joel? Well, he seemed. A little suspicious, maybe, like him being out of town and all. I don't know, though. I, th- that orb, I mean, it was in his building. That certainly seems suspicious. Maybe we should uh, bring him along wherever we, wherever we go. If it does transpire that he's responsible, we can challenge him to a death match there and then. He just kind of rubs his chin. I think that's a bit premature. One step at a time. For now, let's go to the Johnson's Ranch and take a look at these horses. Uh, Marie, are you doing anything? I mean, Marie would probably have found Mater somewhere, asked him for what the Johnsons were about. Okay, so you head to the sheriff's? Yes. You see Deputy Mater at the water cooler. He's just kind of staring forlornly into the the, the watery insides. Sort of awkwardly uh, walk up there. Um, pretty interesting water. Do you think they have it? Double filtered? Um, single filtered, uh, Miss Marie. They um, budget cut. Of course. What kind of water do you think the uh, the Johnsons liked to drink? What is it you want, Miss Marie? You know, I think there's something a little fishy about what happened to the Johnsons. And I was just wanting to, um, you know, it's kind of like a, I don't know, not maybe like a hobby is the wrong word, but it's, it's an interest of, of mine to do some, like, freelance investigating. You're interested in teenagers that brutally massacre their families as as a hobby? Not, no, I wouldn't put it like that, but it's more so, you know, I've always been so drawn to, you know, law enforcement and, uh, <laughs> he's, like, slowly walking towards him. <laughs> yeah, I've just been just so drawn to law enforcement and i just i really think that i could help here he takes a step back and bumps into the wall as you um close the gap between the two of you can you give me your special move as the crooked that you have here but with a minus one because i mean you just ripped his heart out of his chest again and laughed while you dropped it on the floor and stumped on it just before so it's the friends on the force move. So you need to act under pressure. 
Uh, pretty sure that's a 15. Pretty sure there's a 1. 1 in there somewhere. What's the real result, Marie? 51. <laughs> that's a 5. You spinning luck again, or are you going to take that? I, I, I'll take, I'll take the thing. I know I have a boon. I don't think a six is enough to succeed, though. If you hadn't had a minus one, it would have. Yeah. He kind of puts his hand up and gently pushes you back away from him. And he says, now, you you know, Miss Maria, I'm not appreciating how you were toying with my emotions the way you have been ever since you got here, come to think of it. I, I think... It would be best if um, we both spent some time apart, and um, perhaps you should contact the sheriff if you um, get into trouble again. I, I just, I just don't think I can, I can take this rejection or your mind changing anymore, Miss Marie. Um, can you, can you please leave? Uh, yeah, yeah, I totally get it. You know. At one point in everyone's, uh, you know, experiences, we got to just take a break sometimes. If that's what you have to tell yourself, Miss Marie, in order for you to do what I'm asking, then, then um, exactly. And he excuses himself and disappears into the bullpen. I'm sorry, the, the ball pen? Is there a ball pit in there? Oh, bullpen. B-U-L-L. What is that? the open plan part of the office where the police officers and Sheriff Watsits hang out at their desks and stuff? It's a colloquial term. I obviously have not spent enough time inside of a police department. He he disappears out back, rejoining the rest of the other deputies. Oh, he goes to Australia, of course. I'll I'll also leave. Uh, I was thinking that too. Hey. Great stakes. And he leaves you alone with your thoughts. Yeah, I'd probably head back to the um, tavern. Angus and Hendrix, Frigal Hendrix, or Frigal Hendrix, Frigal, whatever. What, what are you doing as you uh, make your way down the road that leads to the Johnson Ranch? Before we get to the Johnson's Ranch, is there a, a shop that might sell a sledgehammer? The hardware store? Yes, there is. Angus has been there before. Cool. I have it on my weapons and I kind of want to acquire it somewhere. I, I just picturing the image of where they see things like a CS sledgehammer in a window and think, ooh, and enter. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Angus, you hear your newfound associate go, ooh, and disappear in through the automatic doors of the hardware store as you pass it. They, yeah, they go to try and open it and it just automatically opens. Oh, Hendrix, where are you going? Well, nowhere right now as he walks like in and out of this automatic door thing, testing it out. You have magic access in this in this time? Uh, I don't know how to answer that. Automatic doors. So, yes. Anyway, uh, I- I'm just going to uh, get myself some. With what money? Good point. Hendrix reaches into his pocket. I feel like he might have a few... Yield and they coins. I don't even know what the currency was. What did money look like? Maybe a few silver dollars. Yeah. Dang them silver dollars. That's a lot of money back then. Uh, I have this. Uh, I'd pay for for this mighty fine object, wouldn't it? And he's pointing at a sledgehammer. I'm not sure that they take your currency here. What exactly do you need a sledgehammer for? 
I'm almost afraid to ask. When don't you need a sledgehammer might be the... Well, I guess not, but you never know when something big and heavy like that might come in handy. So I figure, why take the chance of not having one when you can just have one? Angus seems to ponder on that for a brief second. You have a point. That's fair. I'll do you one. I'll pay for it. Well, I am indebted to you. I'll keep that in mind. And Angus pays for the sledgehammer with the company credit card. Of course, given to you by Mr. Ephraim. Funny, all this magic. Yeah, I th- <laughs> uh, Hendrix would watch the card payment, not really understanding. But he would like to get his hand on that card, I'm pretty sure. So you guys walk out with the newly purchased sledgehammer. Well, I feel much more equipped to uh, challenge people now. Indeed. And you title on off to the Johnson Ranch? Yes. We. Oh. Okay, there seems to be uh, a few rubberneckers just hanging out at the end of the road, but they seem to be held back by the yellow police tape. You don't see any officers um, on, on the scene at the moment, just the, the witnesses. Some rubber knickers? Knickers, N-E-S. Onlookers. Oh, okay. Some looky-loos, gossipers, nosy parkers. I'm clear. Seems to be quite the hustle and bustle. Indeed. Seems a lot of fine citizens uh, want to do something about this. Aye, something like that. I'm sure they'd be pretty appreciative once we deal with it. I say we, I don't know if we're a we yet, but uh, I plan to. One step at a time. One step at a time. Is there anything out of the ordinary we can see from the line? Not from here. The ranch itself seems to be further back, out out of view of the road. Are there any horses? Sure. Black one nearby. Well, it's not quite my colour, but who who do I talk to about acquiring this? That's a fine question. I'm going to assume they're not open for a business right now, though. That's a good point. I should probably deal with that situation first. Angus kind of walks over one of the looky-loos as you were. Oi, what's all this then? Uh, yeah, like, this, um, this girl, she, like, apparently went mental, and she, like, totally picked up a chainsaw and just cut through her, her family, like, do you think that, that they have any, any photos that, that I could get? And this is one really enthusiastic, bloodthirsty-looking teen boy. Because, you know, all Americans are like that. Yeah. And there's this kind of scoffing girl standing next to him, just rolling her eyes every time he's talk. Sounds rather gruesome. Who was the girl? Just the, this girl called um, Natalie. She was, she's like a, a cheerleader or something. You know how cheerleaders, they, they, they go crazy. Oh, they lead cheer? Hey, man, cool hat. Well, thank you. Hendrix Friegel, my pleasure to meet you. You can call me Maxwell. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, Maxwell. This is my girlfriend, Jen. She just kind of waves. Hello, Jen. Do you know anything more the substantial about these, uh, this incident besides the perpetrator? Uh, what do you mean? Like, like there was apparently screaming, and it was really cool. Like, I can, I can just picture it now. She's just, like, in a cheerleader costume or something. And she puts on a, a mask or, or whatever, and she just grabs a chainsaw and then, 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 then. They're, they're like a mom and dad. And, and yeah. Uh, the girl who did it, where is she now? I think they, they like took her to, to Joplin Hospital. 
Oh, oh, Jen, we should we should totally see if if they'll let us see Natalie in the hospital. And she just rolls her eyes at him. Well, I guess this is a this is situation resolved then, isn't it? Uh, we found the perpetrator. Good job, us. Uh, drinks, I say. Hmm, indeed. How far back's that ranch from the road? Uh, you know, just just like around the corner. I think. I mean, we were here once for a party. I mean, we weren't invited. We get crashed, but you know, totally. We it was. Yeah, there was alcohol, and you know she's just she's really cool and cheerleader and stuff. So we 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 just had to come. Oh, she was popular then. Oh yeah. Any other what happened? Why would she do something for I I don't know, man. Um, she was gonna have a, another party this weekend, but maybe her parents like said no or something. Yeah, but I mean, oh man, man, I I haven't even thought about her boyfriend. What happened to him? He wasn't here, was he? No, no, I don't think so. Um, I think I think they said something about like he was at you know. Oh no, actually, I I think he might have been. And June just says he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like her boyfriend was just like he was at the library studying. Oh, good for him then. Well, we, let's be off now. If uh, the only remaining resident of this house is uh, is going to be arrested. And nobody owns that hearth, right? I don't think that's the way it works. Damn. Well, this town sucks. Anyway, uh, drinks? Aye. I think heading back to the tavern is definitely worthwhile. Off we go, then. Okay, Marie, what did they find you doing at the tavern? They would find Marie sitting at the bar leg bouncing, you know, sort of huffing impatiently. And right as she pulls out her phone to call Angus, because she just remembered she has a phone and can use that to communicate, uh, they would walk in. Oh, Marie, good you're here. We have some interesting news. I got a sledgehammer. All right, that's at the top of the list, isn't it? You know, that's great. Uh, Freaks, don't hurt yourself with that sledgehammer, because I think if you die, I die. I am capable. Wait, what? Anyway, what did you guys find out? No, no, wait, what? I guess that applies to the the soul thing. Uh, Yeah, it's it's sharing souls. It's weird. uh, You seem to look a little fragile, though. Can you handle yourself again? I will have you know. I have fought teenage girls. I have fought plants. And I am still standing. So I I think you have nothing to worry about here. Teenage girls and plants? I am screwed. It doesn't sound like much, but they were like trying to eat everything, and the girl had a knife. It it was pretty dangerous. I have fought gangs and gators. Okay, I haven't actually fought gators, but I've seen them. Well, in- interesting. Uh, what what did you guys find out? Well, we found out that Joel was back, and that he's been allegedly hiking in the southern mountains, which is a bit odd. Hendrix here said he saw a strange sphere floating around in his shop. That's also interesting. We then went down to the Johnson Ranch. Bunch of lucky loos outside. Spoke to, uh, what was his name? Uh, Maxwell. Uh, Maxwell. And his lady friend, Jen, who apparently knew the daughter, who they're saying did this, uh, Natalie. But uh, no one really has any clear answers. Just some interesting dramatics. Her boyfriend, however, was not allowed. He was at the library studying. So uh, I think we closed the case. I don't think so. Why would a allegedly popular girl suddenly take a chainsaw and murder her family? Well, 
popular doesn't necessarily mean they're they're stable. I once knew this gang leader, William Pearl. She was a uh, quite the warrior. But she started out as, as this little I mean, not an actual princess, but this you know, high and rich family and all sort of went downhill. I think she killed a brother, uh, and then started the gang. Interesting. Was she cute? Uh may or may not have had a relationship with this woman. Yes, that means I kinda did too. Okay. I I guess. Should we start a trading lists? How many people have you slept with? Hey Meadow, can I get a drink? <laughs> okay. And she pours your whiskey. I don't kiss and tell. And I give him the whiskey. I, I wasn't just talking about the kissing, but sure. I'll take the whiskey. I, I don't you you know I don't you don't need to say anything. I was just following your lead here. You brought it up. What you asked me to tell you names. What do you mean I don't have to say anything? What I it was a question. You can say no thank you. But you were the one that brought up uh us having some interconnected sense of relationship. Just like you were the one that summoned me to a one on one bedroom. Hey, you're the one bought making all the the advances here. Getting me all confused to be honest. I have not made any advances, Angus Set him straight, please. Angus, would you back me up? Angus kind of puts his hands up defensively. I don't want to be a part of this. Y'all trading stories about intimacy across millennia. Pretty odd. But I can vouch for at least one with Marie. A Jack's character. A Jack's? Angus, what the hell? I'm not judging. Well, he told you one. That's only fair. I mean, I guess. So who is this Jack? Oh, uh, no one. He's not here anymore. Oh. He's insignificant now. I see how you treat your men. Interesting. She's a bit harsh, isn't she? Certainly seems on brand with what happened earlier. You and that uh, deputy have a thing? Anyway, we should probably talk to this girl. Okay. Oh, Craig? No. No, Craig's cool, though. But no. Uh, He he seemed to have some ideas. Charles, I think there's a few ideas rolling around in his head. I don't don't think we'll get much out of uh, Craig. Then there was that, uh, that guy we spoke to, the mechanic. He seems uh, mighty interested in, in your friend, so I think he probably wants to get with you, uh, Marie. Uh, sorry, Joel wants to get with me? No. No, you, you've got it pegged wrong. No, I, I definitely got that sense. He seemed interested in, in uh, Angus here, uh, which can only mean he wanted to get closer to you. Pat him on the shoulder. Of course it does. It all makes sense. Uh, anyways, we should probably try to talk to that girl, right? What, what was her name? Natalie. The news says she was in a catatonic state. Don't think we're going to get much out of her. Perhaps we could stake someone local as well. The ranch is not far from the road. Maybe we can go over there at night. Perhaps we can track down Natalie's boyfriend. He might have some insight. Yeah, uh, I don't think that uh, Craig's going to be, you know, like watching our backs with the law anymore. So probably um, sneaking into a crime scene is not the best idea. Then I've exactly well staffed here. Have you tried befriending the sheriff? I suggested it earlier. I kind of got off on the wrong foot with him. I initial meeting did not turn out well. Uh, should we hunt down the teenage boyfriend, see what he says, and then maybe break into a crime scene? I'll say for the sake of brevity, you are able to track down the location and name of the boyfriend. His name is Davy. Davy Crockett. Last name Jones? <laughs> sure, Davy Jones. 
the information you're able to get is that he's uh, very popular. He's also the lead singer of a band in the high school, Hendrix High, the name of the school, not the band. And, um, yeah, do you guys want to go to his place or what? Yes. Okay, so in the afternoon, you make your way over to Davy's house. Um, you hear some really weird music blaring out of an open window. Oh, what is that racket? And you hear screaming. Screaming as in screaming along to the music or screaming as in someone's in pain? Someone's in pain. Is the door locked? We'll find out as I go to kick it down. <laughs> kick it, you got a sledgehammer. Oh, I have a sledgehammer. I need a sledgehammer. Yeah, let's do that instead. Your sledgehammer? Okay, sure. Does anyone want to read a bad situation as he's sledgehammering open the door? I don't need to read the bad situation. It's, it's happening. I could see it unfolding. <laughs> <laughs> what is the bad situation? <laughs> well, there are questions for bad situations. So Angus wants to read a bad situation. What question? That's a mixed success. So you only get one question to ask there. Does it sound like he's singing or actually screaming in pain? Oh, it is not a man screaming. It is a woman screaming in pain. Excellent. But which question from that list you've got there? What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's the most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? As the door is smashed open by Hendrix, who's used his sledgehammer on it, and you see what looks to be some kind of booby-trapped home. It's Kevin McAllister. Yes, but a much more dangerous home alone type situation it's kevin mccallister is an adult aka jigsaw yeah i don't know i mean you catch a, key, a pink can to the face that could kill you that's pretty dangerous <laughs> so now that you know that what question are you asking biggest threat probably the guy wearing a pig mask running up the hallway chasing a middle-aged woman who has blood coming from a large cut on her head and is running straight towards you is the pig man Carrying anything? Any weapons, accoutrements? Yes, a giant axe. Excellent. Is he also wearing clothing? Big mask. Yes, he is wearing clothing. The same clothing that Joel was wearing earlier? That Joel was wearing? Uh, no. Fair enough. No, this is a, a, a leader man jacket kind of deal in ripped jeans. Nice. Angus is going to kind of, once the door is broke, sees all this, going to kind of rush in and attempt to grapple the uh, pig man. Act under pressure. A six, a failure. Do you want to use one of your boons? Do I have a boon? Yes. Um, Sean, a.k.a. Grissom, and this is a different Sean, spelled completely different from this Sean, has um, donated some money to give you a boon, which is a plus one forward that you can use to a roll if you would like to allocate that. Then yes, please. Thank you very much, Grissom, for supporting us. If anyone else would like to support us, we have a coffee site. That is ko-fi.com forward slash redgatermall. You can also allocate Banes, which is a minus one against the player of your choice. Please pick that. That's going to be fun for me. <laughs> Go check it out. Okay, so you rush in. The woman ducks out of your way and you go in to grapple this guy. And of course, it's a mixed success. So, worst outcome, hard choice or price to pay. I'm just trying to think up some of them. If anyone has a suggestion, suggest. Worst outcome would probably be like triggering a trap, right? Yeah. Price to pay would be getting 
I guess stabbed wouldn't be the word, but axed in the process. Mm-hmm. And then hard choice would be accidentally fucking up the girl. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, those three. That sounds great. Which one? I'll take the slash. Okay, so you run in there and he axes you, as uh, was so eloquently put, and you take full harm. I go. So three. As he seems to have some um, supernatural strength as he slashes down with this axe. And because of your natural armor, that's one less for you. Who's next? Are they in the process of being grappled? No, no. Um, Angus ends up staggering off against the wall of the hallway. So you've got a clean shot if you're going to fire. I'm going to drop the sledgehammer and like lunge forward. As Hendrix does that, their arm seems to transform into like a stretching tendril-like mass of flesh. Kind of Akira meets the thing into this person. Okay, give me a kick some ass roll. Mmm, that's a five. But, hey, I'm only a guest. I'm going to use luck. Awesome. So you spend luck and do exactly what it is you sent out to do. What is your big success extra option there that you pick? Two. Uh, wait, what, what, what are the options? You gain the advantage, take plus one forward, or give plus one forward to another hunter. You inflict terrible harm, so that's plus one. You suffer less harm, minus one, or you force them where you want them. Remember, he does four harm. Is there the option to unmask them? Is, is that a force where you want them, where you want them being not in the mask? You could, if you want. Yeah. So how much harm do you do as you come forward and do the thing you just said? I do three harm magic. Okay, so you get him and pale him right through the, the shoulder and he staggers backward. But he also manages to strike at you with his axe. Mm. Blood spurts everywhere. And you both kind of stagger back onto a knee each. Marie, you also kind of stagger forward as if you feel the same blow from that axe. You and Hendrix split the harm between you, so that's two each. If you have any um, armor, you can apply it. Awesome. Okay. In the process of this exchanging of blows, you wrench the mask off his head and you see a mildly attractive young teenage boy with glowing red eyes. That's normal. Is the music still going and, you know, screaming and everything? Uh, the music is, but there's no longer any screaming. It's now your turn. What do you do? I will try to get my friend on the force, good old Mater, to come out here. Do you ring him up? Yeah. You're being chopped up by an axe and you pull out your cell phone? Give me a roll for the friends on the force move and we'll see if he even picks up. That's an 11. That's a success. Um, Miss Maria, I told you if you had any uh, police or sheriff's issues to actually contact the sheriff and, and not myself. You're like putting him on speakerphone? Uh, yeah, Craig, uh, that's great. Uh, can you come to, and I'll read out the address, uh, there's a lot happening here, and I'm assuming he could hear the, just everything going on. Uh, Miss Maria, are you in danger? Yeah, probably. Um, okay, and uh, at this point you hear other phones ringing in the background where he is, and he's like, um, I'll, I'll, I'll be there as, as soon as I can, Miss Marie. And he instantly hangs up. Angus. How, uh, how far away from me is this child? Um, you know, an arm's length. All right. I'm going to try and uh, 
basically spear tackle him. Sure. How, how does one spear tackle? It implies there's a spear, but I'm guessing there's not, since you don't have a weapon on you. Football tackle, I guess. Okay. If you're tackling again, another act under pressure. Hey, another mixed success. Okay, anyone got any suggestions? No. I complete the tackle, Take and his kiss. axe goes... No. <laughs> and the axe goes flying and possibly hits somebody else. Yeah, I like that. The axe goes flying and hits possibly someone else. Um, you have a choice, though. It can hit Marie, it can hit Hendrix, or it could hit the other victim. Oh, obviously the other victim. I mean, come on. Okay, so you go in and spear tackle him. The uh, All of the blood makes his weapon slippery. He lets go of it and it flies through the air and impales the woman he'd been chasing. She lets out a gurgle and slumps to the ground. Anyone else want to do anything? Because you start to hear sirens in the background. In the meantime, I'm going to kind of pin Kit to the ground. Yeah, I'll, I'll just like sort of mess up my hair a little bit and just look very panicked. Hendrix will go to the dying person to see if there's anything that they can do. You want to try and heal her? Do some first aid? Yeah. Not looking good. Uh, the, this this axe is sticking in her stomach. Um. Oh god, I'm not good with blood. Medic, anyone? I have no idea how to deal with this situation. I'm very sorry for what happened to you. Do you happen to know uh, what happened here? Hey. He was fine and until he heard Muse. Guys, we're looking for someone called Mew. Turn the music off. <laughs> the, the music? How? Who's playing? I guess I'll go in there. Why not? Sure, act under pressure as you have to make your way through the booby-trapped house, looking for the source of this uh, music, which is really ragey, angsty, rawr, kind of stuff. That is a 12. I am so well acquainted with angsty music, I know exactly where it's coming from. Yeah, you you avoid the veritable death trap that this house seems to have been turned into. And you even notice a couple of those cheap web cameras strung up around the place. Almost as if this kid has been videotaping or streaming the whole event. And you do see another middle-aged man and a little boy dead in other rooms that you make your way through as you find your way at the back of the house to presumably Davy's bedroom, and you see a record player with a red-spinning vinyl record that is the source of this angsty, ragey music. What size of record is this? Could I possibly hide it in my clothing? Normal full-album-sized vinyl record. I'll take my jacket off and uh, wrap it around the uh, record. Just sort of hold the jacket in front of me. Yep, so you take the red record and wrap it up and um, make your way back through the house. And it's at this point you hear deputies pulling up outside the house. A screech of tires, the blaring sirens, and the flashing of light. Deputy Mater makes his way up to the door with his gun out pointed low, finger on the side, and he says, come out of the house with your hands up. Are we not in the doorway? You're kind of in the hallway, in the, and you're on a person. Yeah, I'm sure you can't, like, see features. He just sees a large mass on top of a smaller mass. He sees kilted butt. <laughs> oh. 
stop flashing him, Angus. Well, that answers that question. Wait, what? You can still flash someone if you have undies on, I think. Is that how that works? What? <laughs> is that is that not how that works? I think we've confused him. Uh, because the kilt. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you got there. And we'll leave this longer than usual episode with Angus caught in a compromising position as the long and lanky arm of law confronts them. We want to give a huge thanks to everyone who has liked, rated, reviewed, and retweeted our podcast. Because of your continued support, we've reached over 1,000 downloads and counting. Kermit Flail Celebration! Yay! The character of Jen in this episode was named after a Twitter follower, Jen from Twitter. Thanks, Jen. If you'd like a chance to have an NPC named after you, find us on Twitter at RedGatenWolf and retweet our pinned tweet and we'll add you to my list. Another way to help and totally fuck with the game is to nudge the fates of Angus and Marie by gifting them either a boon or a bane, or perhaps both. This will give them a plus one or a minus one to a one dice roll. To do this, go to our coffee page, which is ko-fi.com forward slash redgateandwolf, and just donate a few dollars. That support will help us get better audio equipment or, I don't know, maybe stickers. Thanks again to listener Sean, you know, spout the S-E-A-N-Y, aka Grissom, for gifting a boon to Angus. I really look forward to the bane I have to use against him in the future. ha. <laughs> Don't forget to listen out for the following trailer for the awesome D&D podcast, The Natural Ones. I'm your host and keeper, Sarah. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. We are The Natural Ones, a Dungeons & Dragons comedy cast that takes place in the Roselands, an original fantasy world and a land slipping into chaos as the players try to do their best in keeping things in check. Sort of. Join players Jerry, Pat, and Aiden as they roll their way out of whatever Dungeon Master Zectown puts in front of them. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Google Play, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Find us on Twitter at the Nat Number One S Cast. Again, that's the Nat One S Cast. We are a proud founding member of the A Tale of D20s Podcast Network. on my side and that's all I need.